Hey everyone and welcome back to Touch and Go. For those of us who are first-time listeners, my name is Adina and I'm here in Ghana talking about life uh, on on the move. This week I'm joining you after spending a weekend in Adafoa, which is on the southeastern coast of Ghana. It's where the Volta River meets the Atlantic Ocean. Sounds like a perfect place for a relaxing getaway for the weekend, but if you keep listening, you'll hear probably the craziest thing certainly that's happened to me in Ghana so far, but maybe even the scariest, craziest thing that's happened in my life. So in order to give you a real um, up-close picture of what happened, I've invited my friend and fellow volunteer, Ophir Shapira, to talk about the story and really process what happened to the two of us. Hey Ophir. Hey Adina. <laughs> Thanks for joining me. Thank you. <laughs> so I don't even think we have to give any pretext. We can just jump right in. Uh, let's talk about what happened. So this weekend we spent uh, at the beach and um, tell, tell our listeners about our accommodations, like the kind of rooms we stayed in. Okay, so first of all, it's a magical place. Uh, we slept in a straw house that I think it's only two meters of room. And we had uh, in the room one bed, one chair, and that's it. Um, we had a little window next to our uh, bed. I wouldn't even call it a window. It was like a little wooden uh, like cutout in the room barely barely secure barely barely closed yeah exactly <laughs> i i mean if someone want to put his hand on our room he can do it through the window easily easily yeah the window just had no nothing nothing closing it but the door was pretty secure or uh, so we thought <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't say it because <laughs> We'll In a few out, minutes, yeah. we will talk about it. So, Ophir, what did you do um, like that? Like, what did we do the first night on Friday night? Okay, so on Friday night, I was very tired. So I went to the room very early and I spent there uh, alone by myself a few hours until you came to the room. Right. So meanwhile, I was dancing with uh, the locals and just uh, chatting with cute boys. Really, that's what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> So I got to the room, I think it was like uh, maybe 2 a.m. Yeah. Also exhausted. You were there, you were awake. Yes. And we both got into bed. We were sharing a double bed and fell asleep pretty quickly. Right? Yes. And you locked the door, but only with... Uh, what is it? I don't know how to describe. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it either. So it's like a wooden structure and it has a little lock that you just... You just sort of like it, it's a horizontal block of wood and you push it to the side so it sort of closes the door um, that way we were also given like a metal lock a padlock which we didn't use yeah <laughs> which probably it was a mistake we but... know it was a mistake now yeah <laughs> okay, okay so, so we went to bed around two yeah and then we're asleep i'd say probably at about 4 a.m i happened to wake up in the night and i open my eyes it's pitch black outside and i see a figure next to me so i'm sitting sleeping on the side of the bed that's sort of closer to the door and i see a man bent over inches away from my face rifling through our stuff there's a plastic bag on the floor a bag of food a water bottle um and he's sort of looking at all of it. And in, in the first moment, I actually thought that I was dreaming. So I just sort of closed my eyes again and just, you know, 
kept kept on as normal and I opened my eyes again and he's still there and that's when I realized that there's a man in our room at four in the morning yeah. with just me and Ophir nearby so my first instinct I don't know why or where this came from but I just said excuse me and while I'm sort of trying to get through to him excuse me what are you doing put take your hands off of that i'm kicking i'm kicking you right like yeah. i'm trying to wake you up and i thought that you're having a nightmare <laughs> so i just tried to 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 say adina calm down just <laughs> let's sleep oh my god what, it what was you a doing? nightmare it was just yeah. a real one <laughs> and then i had a few seconds that i really didn't understand what happened in our room until I saw someone in front of my face because it was dark in the room. I didn't see anything until I saw the, the man in front of our face. Exactly. So, and also, yeah, our eyes had to adjust to it and it was just a sight you couldn't really believe. Like, who would think that someone would actually be in your room in the middle of the night? Yeah, and the door was closed, the uh, window was closed. So I just asked myself at the first moment, How we get in the room yeah and then I thought about all of our stuff because our phone was next to him our bags was next to him I slept with my uh, pouch next to me and it wasn't there when I wake up and it was very dark so I tried to search our stuff yeah you thought he had taken it yes I think when when we were both awake and I felt like I could talk I just wanted him to leave so I just told him leave 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 yeah but when you thought that he had your bag when when you couldn't find it <laughs> you told him to stop <laughs> yes so you said just get out and when he went to the door I just said um, can you show us your hands yeah stop like, wait <laughs> yeah wait and then it just You, you want to say what yeah what he, 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 he showed us his hands there was there was nothing there so we realized I guess he didn't take anything at this point I think we both realized that he was more afraid of us than yeah. maybe we were of him like he was not making eye contact he was actually responding to what we were telling him to do there yeah. was no signs of violence no weapons he wasn't touching us in any way so I think we both felt confident enough to try and like get back what maybe he had taken yeah and on this moment you took your phone and we saw his face yeah I got up I turned my flashlight on and I yeah we put the light in his face um, and then uh, there was nothing in his hands so I just said <laughs> I was backing up Ophir I just said give back what you took okay and, and what happened <laughs> <laughs> and then it just he had uh, sheets on his hand right yeah. and he just thrown throw them on the floor yeah. and tried to take his pants off And it's it was very weird yeah he starts fiddling with his elastic and we didn't know you know two girls in a room one guy we didn't know what he was thinking of course and with the light on him and then we we understood that he is wearing my pants and then we realized that while we were sleeping he just took my pants from my bag put them on him 
and he tried to give them back to yeah, us. Yeah, because we asked him to give back what you took, so he started taking off the pants that were already on him. So that's when we realized that, okay, this guy is not a threat. Yeah. Um, and we did not want him to take off his pants. Honestly, we joked after that they looked better on him <laughs> than they did on a, beer, a nice pair of Adidas pants. Um, so we just said, okay, get out, get out. Um, and then he leaves. Yeah. And he closes the door nicely behind him, too. <laughs> So then Ophir, we're like looking at each other, like, what just happened? Yeah, it was shock. I was shaking. My heart was beating so fast. And we're just afraid that he's going to move to the next room that our friends sleep in. So we tried to call all of our friends and no one answered. It's four. It's 4.30 in the morning now, 5 o'clock, whatever it is. Yeah, so we understand that we need to call to to someone from the hotel that can help us. So, so somehow we managed to get the number of the manager and we call him, his name's Vaness, and he comes to our door. Now remember, it's still pitch black outside. Ophir and I are just like shaking in our beds from what just happened, still processing. He comes to our door with another man and this second man is holding this big stick. stick okay? yeah. And they look at us and they say, don't worry. They say, uh, we know exactly who this guy is. He lives in the village over and he is mentally unwell. He really is not a danger to you, but we're going to go find him. And you can imagine, you know, you see a man with a big stick, just exactly what they're going to do once they find this guy, right? They say, just go back to your room, hang, hang out, and we'll let you know um, as we find more information. Yeah, and of course, we couldn't back to sleep, so we just lay in the bed. And I think waiting for sunlight to come so yeah, we could that, go outside. And every noise that we had just scared us. Yeah. So I think maybe one hour later, we just hear someone screaming, screaming outside. Yeah, just like these wails, sort of these moans from, from a little distance away. And we immediately thought, okay, they found the guy. Yeah. You know. And apparently... This is what happened. They um, did find him. Um, turns out, like, I, th- I, th- I thought when we heard those sounds that that meant that they were beating him. But yeah. apparently the next day, um, I discovered that it's, that it's actually not what happened. They didn't hurt him. They just took him home, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, like, I- I'm glad that there was no violence involved. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so eventually the sun came out and we go outside and they do tell us that they found him and, and they brought him home. Um, and yeah, that's a story. Like it was just an incredibly, uh, shocking experience. Do you feel like it had an impact on the rest of your weekend there? I think no. I mean, the next night we get, we get together to the room, but the day after the this accident, it was very fun day. Yeah. It was one of my favorite days in Ghana. I think the only scary parts were because I'd gotten so little sleep, like really only two hours that night, I decided on Saturday to go back to the room on my own and just try and rest a little so I could enjoy the rest of the night. And there was no chance of that happening. Obviously, I double locked the door, I closed the windows, etc. But um, as soon as I heard any whisper from outside, and remember, this is a straw hut, so there's like very little protection, very little, it's not soundproof. Anytime I heard any footsteps or any whisper, I'd just like completely just freak out. So I was like, okay, napping in here is not a good idea. Let's leave the room. But really outside of our little hut, um, 
it was it was really beautiful but funnily enough um before the trip we had heard another sort of unfortunate story that happened in Adafu as well in this camp that we were staying uh do you want to tell it Ophir what happened uh yes I can so um our manager of the project and one of the coordinators went to the same place and uh, it was summer this time so it was very hot outside and they don't they didn't have a fan in the room so they went to sleep to to bed to sleep with the uh, window open mm-hmm. and then in the middle of the night someone came to the window with macheta and asked them for money and it was very scared for them because it just yeah he came. had this knife in front of their face and demanded money yeah so they got out of that situation but funnily enough when we got to our room we joked like oh should we prepare a wallet just in case someone comes and and look at what happened but i forgot the details that um after the boy left the room and we came back we saw his underwear on the floor <laughs> of our underwear. room in the fl- on the floor of our room and it was that that really freaked me out because that made me realize that he had actually gotten completely undressed while we had no idea like we were fast asleep yeah and it just made me realize like really how lucky we were that nothing had happened because really we were two girls in the room he really could have done whatever he wanted if he had been a little bit violent or had any kind of weapon and just like thank god that the situation um ended as it is And then when the the manager of the hostel came back he showed us a photo that he had taken of um, the boy when when they found him right in your pants like to show us that they actually did find him and it was just like a horrible image to see it just looked like you, you can imagine a captured terrorist right like sort of wrists together looking down away from the camera i couldn't look no. at his face in this photo and at that time we had also thought that he had been beaten so it was like a horrible horrible thing to see but um, we know now that that wasn't the case so this is our crazy story uh, which is not to say that I felt in any way unsafe uh, overall. Obviously that situation was like very much an anomaly. Like once like it just a very chance occurrence that happened and definitely does not speak to our general experience in Ghana. Yeah, like I think overall I feel really safe here. and the reaction of the managers and like all the staff the next day everyone knew that like me and Ophir had been through this experience and everyone wanted to just make sure we were okay uh i i don't want anyone to come out of this pod out of this episode thinking that you know you'll never go to Ghana you'll never go to this beach camp because let me tell you it's one of the most beautiful places yes i've ever been to i want to go there again me too amazing time there just kind people the 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 friendliest people who really want the best for you like that I've ever met. Yes. Um so th- this is our story. Honestly, it's just going to be good to tell at parties and it's something that will bond us for life. So we thought we'd share it with all of you. <laughs> and that's it for today. Thanks for listening to Touch and Go. Ophir, any last words? No, thank you for inviting me. <laughs> all right, and we'll be back with more episodes soon. Bye-bye.